first things first, 21st of November, what are you doing? Because I know what I'm doing. It's the World Cup. And for three and a half weeks, my wife, don't speak to me. Oh don't speak to me. Three games don't a day. Me, right? no, don't speak to me. Three games a day, every day, in Qatar, the first ever World Cup in the GCC, in the Middle East. It's going to be amazing. But while we're talking about it today is how does it impact Dubai? And a lot of people might think, well, it doesn't impact Dubai because it's not in Dubai. But we're going to talk to you a little bit about today about holiday homes. It's had a absolutely huge number of inquiries, people really looking to use Dubai as a, uh, a, a base. A base, yeah, a base to, to place us out here and then visit to Qatar. So Qatar, if you didn't know from Dubai, is an hours long plane journey a day. You want to tell us a little bit about the extra steps Dubai and Qatar are putting into kind of ferry people back and forth between... Well, you just said it. <laughs> yeah, I think that's <laughs> what it is. Two yeah. countries. So uh, Fly Dubai have put on specifically just Fly Dubai, which is a subsidiary company to uh, Emirates MBD, uh, 30 flights a day just between the two cities. Country and city? Country and... No. Dubai's not a country. Between the two countries. <laughs> Between the two countries, but <laughs> yeah. Dubai is a city. UAE. Okay, fine. Um, and I think Emirates have got them. Saudi Air are also hosting. So there's going to be so many people offering the short haul flight. 958 dirhams approximately for a flight. So when you go to the airport forth. in November, all you're going to see is football shirts. Oh my, hooligans. <laughs> Absolutely. Hopefully not hooligans. But strangely enough, that plays in nicely to, as I said, your short-term holiday homes. What we're finding is that um, so far we're getting a, a large number of inquiries of people looking to book between 21st of November and 18th of December. Mostly people looking around the downtown business pay area, being quite close to the airport. It's what, what's putting me off though, the inquiry form on the notes, it just says it's coming home. That's all people oh want. Is, is it coming home this it's year? Not, it's not coming home. Not coming home. If it's any, 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 anything from the friendlies we just had, it's definitely not coming home. No. Who have we got in the groups? England. Wales, USA, and I'm going to say Iran. Is that yeah. right? Yeah. The UAE, sadly, last week had a playoff game with Australia and they'll beat 2-1, which is a shame because it would be great to see in the first time in the World Cup since 1990. Yeah, the football standard's not great here, though, is it? <laughs> you, you, you end up with the... Uh, the 42-year-old the winger from Man United or Paris. That or come, some Brazilian that's been here two years and he's, he's, he's on, on a Ford Yeah. <laughs> But hopefully one year UAE will get to see in the World Cup. So what do you think in terms of the World Cup? Do you think it have any impact on property prices here in the UAE? Do you think people are going to be buying houses or renting houses because of that? I think Qatar is going to be an interesting one in terms of an investment. Because obviously there's a lot of infrastructure that's already been built for the last four or five years into, um, into Qatar. But let's be honest about it, it it's a small place. Mm-hmm. It's not a big place. Um, so I don't know. I mean, the big question is what's what is the you know what's the the hook to people wanting to buy in Qatar? I think a lot of people are going to use Dubai as their base, and I think they'll have a knock on into Dubai. I think where Qatar will, in the property market terms, will end up benefiting is the short term holiday homes, um, people that are staying there that want to be based there, maybe want to see out the whole tournament. Um, to give you an example, um, Qatar only has thirty seven thousand uh, hotel rooms available in the whole country. Wow! So. Wembley's 96,000 people. Mm-hmm. So that's effectively, one Wembley fills out and you come with your partner and your kid. That's it. So one game is going to fill the whole stadium. What's it going to be, two, three games a day? 
but realistically, they're going to have to ferry people back and forth to the to other 100%. countries. Do you th- have you seen from going around the different different offices? Have you seen agents speak about people purposely purchasing a property for what might come at the end of the year? Because the the, the World Cup and the Olympics, economically speak, economically speaking is uh, the biggest event you could possibly get in terms of revenue generated, people spending money, yeah. whatever there. Do you think people, have you heard people buying specifically because of this? I don't think anyone's personally going to buy a house in Dubai and go, the World Cup's in Qatar. It's like saying, I'm going to buy a house in Manchester because the World Cup's in Glasgow. Do you know what I mean? Is that, is that an hour yeah, away? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, th- I think the Dubai wave anyway, I think people are going to get on the ladder with or without um, Qatar being there. It's just, I think it's another added benefit. If you look at the Olympics, you look at the World Cups, what I'm going to be very interested in the World Cup, so when Brazil held their World Cup um, and they talked about the real estate market, they went back there five years later and there were shanty towns where all the stadiums were. Mm. So there are people that have purposely built these stadiums with tens of thousands of people to go there every day. And as soon as that finished, they were just left there abandoned. So one thing they've done really cool in Qatar, and again, I'm not too in-depth of knowledge on this, but I've seen what they did. They built a lot of stadiums with shipping containers. Mm. Do you really know that? Cool. Really, really cool. I've seen them put in. Yeah, so I mean, that is a, a great way, really, to, I suppose, build the infrastructure on quite cheap. So they can take it down quite quickly. What's really interesting, I think anyone watching this, either if they're a landlord or even if they're looking to, to stay in Dubai over that period, like um, November, December time, there's a lot of things going on at that time of the year. So not only have you got the Formula One, you've got the golf, um, and typically anyway with short-term holiday homes, it is very seasonal and you get yeah. a tremendous amount of bookings over November and December. So if you are thinking about having a longer stay in Dubai with moving to Qatar, then book up early because as we get towards September, October, you will probably see find it very difficult to find availability. Yeah. com forward slash... Holiday homes. homes, yeah, right, okay, good to go. Uh, but what, it'd be a bit awkward, wouldn't it, when people went on there and it wasn't the right URL? I'm not 100% sure. Just go to awesomenorsa.com, you'll find everything there. Okay, so we've got a couple of other talking points we wanted to touch on today on our podcast. The world at the moment is a bit crazy and it's changing day by day. Obviously, there are different things happening around the world, but um, one thing you and I have been talking about quite a lot at the moment is. Uh, is the world or is say part, it say the word you want to say is parts of the world or the world heading towards a recession now as we speak today Tuesday the 14th of June we have the stock market down considerably as much as 20% we have crypto in the last week down 20% specifically stock hammering crypto specifically bitcoin interest rates in the last 30 days have gone up half percent and we have another meeting on Thursday about uh, further interest uh, rate rises. So with all this happening, in your opinion, and we are not uh, economists. We are experts. <laughs> We're not experts. In your opinion. We are experts. In property, we definitely yes, are. Yes, we are. Definitely are. But in your opinion, are we heading towards a recession and how will that impact us here? I think there's lots of new money that has left the world been made and lost again to be honest with you from like nfts to third-party cryptos outside of bitcoin ethereum etc people have bought in been paid millionaires lost that money you know how many how many how many coins have launched recently um in the last year that are now worth nothing i think one of them was it luna that went down 98 percent and there's loads of people that have bought let's say nfts for a couple of thousand pounds and they're worth nothing 
And there's hundreds and thousands of them people that can't actually exit because there's no buyers, there's no liquidity. Um, crypto, obviously down 23,000, I think at one point it was 68,000. There's loads of signs to show you that the world is definitely gone into some sort of correction mode. But one thing that's not in correction, especially in Dubai, and to be honest, even London, is the property market. Mm. And the only way they can cool that down, I think, is with interest rates and a couple of other factors. But the reality is, there is a demand. And this is the question that a lot of buyers are going to ask. Will you swallow 1% extra interest rates if you're gaining 10% a year in capital appreciation? 99% of the people will say, yes, I want to gain 10% of my value house. So do I think we're going into recession? No, I just think there's lots of new money that's coming to the market that is going to bleed out over the next year or so. I think where it might impact is, uh, you know, certainly middle age, mid, uh, middle middle, age bra- middle bracket earners. Um, you know, if we're seeing another two or three percent interest rate rise this year with energy prices rising. Who knows? And um, what I would say to anyone selling is, right now we are probably not saying the heights of the market, but you know, who knows what to come. So, so my, my place in London, um, it's empty. Two bed, central London, empty, not on. Yeah, I have it pay a direct debit every month, £93. I looked at my mum's account the other day and I've not been in staying there. It went up to £393. How can a normal person, I mean, for me, obviously I'm annoyed it will get smart meter for anything else, which I haven't got at the moment. You need to do that. Um, but that is a massive shock to the system. So you're right, the, the normal people on normal salaries, they either have to get a pay increase from the job that they're at or there is a problem around the world, and this is an issue. I think, well, in inflation, particularly of energy, used cars, cars in general, is just wild. I mean, actually, inflation, anyone watching this, is inflation every year is normal, by the way. You know, people talk about inflation, inflation's in the news right now, and a lot of people are talking about it, but inflation every year happens regardless. It might be one, it might be 2%. They're normal, normal uh, times. When they're eight, nine, 10%, the Fed in the US, their way of bringing it down is interest rate rises. It's debatable whether that will have any impact, and we'll see how it plays in the next couple of months. But it's interesting times. Very, very interesting times. I've got one last thing I want to talk about, and it's quite a controversial one. It will take less than a minute of your opinion. Go on. It's in the news. It's quite an interesting one if you're into tech. Google engineer suspended over claim that AI chatbot is now sentient. Wow. That means, just so we're on the same way, they've built a chatbot, and this chatbot now was told, I'm going to switch you off. And this chatbot's turned around and said, Please don't switch me off. You know this will kill me. Yeah, if it's, it's got an understanding of what's happening. So they say AI is probably one of the biggest uh, threats to humanity. Outside of you. Outside of me. <laughs> um, I don't know. Look, AI is fascinating, and we're not. We're probably just even at the start of what's what's to come. Yeah. You, know, you see some of the things that Google do at the moment with regards to it recognizing speech and being able to proper, have a proper conversation with you. I think there's a lot more to unfold. I think there needs to be a lot of regulation to make sure it's controlled. Yeah. But I think AI can do a lot of good. They say AI could potentially play a part in detecting serious illness. Yeah. It could play a part in crop development. There's loads of different ways where AI can play a part. So I mean, there's so much clever tech out there. I mean, from my point of view, it's going to go that way because all they're doing is pulling data. I mean, our Apple Watches have got a heartbeat on our blood pressure, everything else. It's all pulled into a central system. For me, there's only one person who will ever know what's going to happen. That's John Connor.
Oh, wow. Yeah. The Terminator. Yeah, the Terminator. <laughs> he's he's going to save the day. <laughs> he, will, he, he will know. What's the uh, what's the company called that takes the world down? Uh, Skynet. Skynet. So John Connor so will Skynet's out there. Tell us what's going to happen in the future. <laughs> um, do you know, countering to the re- recession we talked about earlier on, one thing that's really interesting, which we read yesterday, a report shared, was the Henley Global Citizens Report. They forecast over 4,000 more millionaires will be in Dubai by the end of the year. So more people relocating. Actually, the UK and the US are the most affected where people are leaving these countries and clearly UAE is one of the one of the places to be. So when we talked about recession as a whole, in, this could potentially counteract. Dubai that. has done well in terms of benefiting from, from lockdown and everything else. And I think that if the world does go into a little bit of a reverse spin, I think you could see people looking for where the best place to place themselves and their money. And at the moment, to be honest with you, with no taxation or personal income and no income tax until July 2023, I don't think it's a better place to be. Before we wrap up with Qatar and talk about the World Cup and our views is COVID. We don't particularly like talking about COVID. It's we a boring say the word. It's a boring are. subject. But one thing is really encouraging is Qatar have basically removed all COVID policies and procedures. They have no masks, no PCR requirements. And Saudi Arabia yesterday also had a similar thought process. So I think for anyone coming to the region, in these two parts of the region, really encouraging that there's going to be less uh, friction coming here and traveling here, which is a good sign for holidays. Anything else you want to wrap up? Anything happening all up and all up? Got a pretty big week next week ahead of us before we wrap up. What's happening next week all up and all up? <laughs> new office will be open won't it? we've got a new office open next week it's an absolute spank camp we hope we will be able to film next week's podcast there and show you a little bit about what we've been working on the last five months also and also what the future might look like okay thank you very much guys cheers See you soon bye